everybody this is jonathan and i'm katie and we're taking a break to talk about family culture and what we believe god is doing in this world this is intermission Intermission with with the the mendez stop you nasty piece of dog she's not talking to me stop gil go over there go I have unforgiveness in my heart toward Gilbert. Why? Because he ate all your bagels? Get out of here. No, I'm no, like no. I'm really Shh. mad. They were egg bagels. Go. They don't sell egg bagels Go. here. Today's a special episode on intermission. With Mendoza. <laughs> because we've been busy living right in the middle of an answered prayer that we just want to testify about. And hopefully encourage somebody. The Bible says in Revelation that the word of our testimony slays the enemy. And so that's what we want to do. We want to testify. About what, babe? About our our Mikasa. Sukasa. Our house process. Why are you smiling like that? Because that was cheesy. Oh. I thought I said the wrong thing. (laughs) If you have been our friend for any length of time you know that indeed it has been a journey to get to the home buying process for us in our story and it's been a long time coming we've been married now for 13 wonderful years Mm -hmm. and we have been together for 14 (laughs) (laughs) years yeah No, but seriously, for us, it's a story of waiting on the Lord, trusting in the Lord, and trusting his plan for our our lives. Mm -hmm. Despite like the moments of frustration, moments of disappointment, moments of we thought we were climbing the mountaintop and we thought we were so far along the way, but we're really, I guess we got to wait another year or wait another two years or whatever that might look like. Yeah. For whatever season we were in. There were a few of those years, maybe we didn't make the right decision. Maybe we could have bought early into our marriage. Maybe there were decisions that we made that were the wrong ones that we had to then live in the consequences of that and prolong the process of buying a house. And it's okay. It's okay. Because ultimately... We are here at, I want to say destination, but this is really just the beginning. This is the beginning of many homes, but. Yeah. And real quick, as you were saying that, I read this earlier. I read this earlier in Proverbs and it, I think it speaks to that season that you're referring to in our life where maybe we didn't make the best decision. It says in Proverbs 20 verse 18, I had to look closer because I'm getting older and the numbers are little. It says, if you solicit good advice, then your plans will succeed. So don't charge into battle without wisdom for wars are won by skillful strategy. So like specifically, there have been seasons in our lives where we've charged forward into battle. Like the Lord put these desires on our heart and we're going to get after it sort of thing, but didn't necessarily seek wisdom and seek advice and seek counsel. And those seasons, the Lord guarded us and protected us for sure. 
But at the same time, we could have probably saved ourselves some hardship in the process by seeking out counsel. And so this has been a long journey and even longer for Kate from the standpoint of us being where we're at today and the Lord fulfilling this promise. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's go ahead. We've already, we're like alluding to the story, but we're not telling the story. Yeah. So so essentially we closed on our house in May 7th, I think. Probably you're like fantastic with dates um, of this year in 2021. And so it, the whole story was miraculous, which we'll get into. But before we do that, we want to get into a little bit of the backstory for us in that we got married in 2008 broke as a joke and 21 and 22 you had just turned 22 actually 22 and 22 with no real plan but we we were madly in love (laughs) couldn't keep our hands off each other so we needed to get married for sure and moved into this little tiny (laughs) apartment yep paid six hundred dollars a month at the same time we had no we didn't really cast vision we didn't really have practical plans for home buying and nothing like that no strategy financially in our marriage for years really we had desires yeah we were just running and so i find that actually happens a lot because when you're not trained i guess we didn't know how to do that yeah and it wasn't anyone's fault it was just up until that point we didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And for me in my family, like growing up, I never owned a home ever in my life. It was always this pattern of moving from one place to the next, moving from one place to the next. And are there like spiritual connotations to like all of that pattern? Probably. Mm-hmm. Have I delved into the that in my life? Not fully, but that was the pattern. Mm -hmm. of my life for sure yeah and i'd say even in the early years of our marriage because it was we after we got married in san antonio we were there for a short bit then we moved back up to dallas we were there for two years yeah then we were then we moved out to california for about nine months and we moved back to dallas (laughs) moved back to dallas or i guess north yeah yeah, like Fort, fort worth area and then basically have been bouncing around an apartment for two years and a house for a couple of years and another a different house. house for a couple of years and another house <laughs> for a couple of years. So this house that we bought is the, in our marriage, it's the 10th place we've lived. Oh, did you do the math? No way. Yeah. Me and your siblings did the math. Couple. Wow. So this is the 10th place we've lived. So yeah. It's amazing. Number of completion. No. Is- it's number of the Ten Commandments. Let <laughs> <laughs> me look it up. Is. What is ten? Um, is it called numerology? So, you know, no numerology is demonic. Oh, okay, so the number ten is a biblical symbol. Thank you, Google, <laughs> of perfection, harmony, and creation. It is also integration, dis- discipline laws and wholeness the phrase god said is repeated 10 times throughout genesis his word reflected in the 10 commandments as well 
that symbolizes the ultimate law for any person to live by. Yeah, that's awesome. The first thing that I thought of when I read Perfection, Harmony, and Creation is that picture that, or the painting that we have. From Rachel Latibue, the amazing artist that she is. Mm-hmm. Hit her up on Instagram. Yeah. And buy her stuff because she is. In, yeah. She's incredible. Insanely talented. Yeah. So leading up to this house buying experience, we I was working at Gateway for six years. Had an amazing job there. It was such a blessing to be a part of that team and help grow the team. And the guys that I worked with there will definitely hold a special place in my heart for the rest of my life, I'm sure. Um, but that season was great. It was beautiful. We learned so much stuff while we were at Gateway. Ultimately got to the place where we wanted it. We felt like the Lord was calling us to go out on our own, do our own thing. So we stepped out in doing that. If you don't know anything about buying a house, it's a lot harder to do when you don't have a job. <laughs> when you're a contractor. <laughs> yeah. Like super hard. So you have to prove essentially like you can, I've heard that you can do it after like not having a job as long as you have the cash to essentially put down. But we were busy having tons of kids. Yeah. So So we didn't necessarily have a ton of cash. Being able to save thousands and thousands of dollars on top of living our lives with three kids at that point, twins, two Mm -hmm. at the same time. It was just really tough for us. And so I found myself constantly. And I think this is one of the things that from childhood that I have been able to work out with the Lord and have since worked out with the Lord. But I brought this into our marriage, this belief of I'm not worthy of a house. I'm not like I, it was just this lie that I believed that for so long, never having a home, it was just like, that was just what was understood for me. Is that the summarized version? Like I'm not worthy of having a house or that was like you, it was something a lot more subtle because that sounds pretty like harsh for you to think that for yourself. People are harsh to themselves. I'm me- I can be very mean to myself. I don't know what about you because your positivity what is number one strength. It? What was I don't it? even know where that is on my... <laughs> what was it but in you that was saying that though? Was it that having think to about do with- it. Think about you were blessed enough to have a home that his parents still live in the house that he pretty much spent most of his childhood in which is like such a gift and I was 12 when we moved there but yeah so okay. like the bulk of well, my memories you were are in there. two houses yeah i was in two houses yeah. but still it was like my parents for the longest time yeah but for us there that was never a right, reality that, that was never what? like the consistency of being in one place or even two places it's not that it wasn't a reality i think it was also like partially from the standpoint of i'd say even my personality like i'm good i'm go i'm go with the flow like that sort of thing from the standpoint of i don't know i don't know that it was impossible i think if i think we were both okay with being in that place to where we were like living both of us were not going all right look we it's a strong goal of ours to get into a house next year so we're gonna do whatever Correct. It is possible Correct. to do that. No, we, that was not a goal for us. But I think, I think for me, I'm speaking for me, not for you. I think that <laughs> it wasn't a goal for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that goal. 
because I believed that lie. Gotcha. I didn't even bring myself to for that was for a lot of years. Then <clears throat> as the Lord revealed, you know, things to me through the last ye- few years, I saw that lie that I believed mm-hmm. and that and it was it's harsh. You're not worthy of a home. You're watching all your friends buy their first houses and then some friends second and third houses, all our family, all these things. And so I just settled on this lie that maybe who knows how it's going to happen. So maybe it's not going to happen. And so that is so Mm anti-scripture and it's so anti-God's will for our lives. And so I think for me to be able to start dreaming for a house and believing for a house, I had to deal with that lie in my own life. And Mm. for you, it could have just been as simple as that. Yeah, our focus was on other things. You're hustling, building a business, um, trying to provide for our family and all the things like that. That first, there was a season, it always has been this way, but I think when you were at Gateway and also working free, you were working full-time at Gateway, but then you would come home and work full-time and we had like twin babies and a a toddler and it was just this like madness for a while that maybe you just Mm -hmm. didn't bring your mind to a house, like, you know? We yeah, just, I mean, we're, I was more so just trying to stay alive and yeah, keep the kids alive survival. <laughs> at that point. Like having a newborn in general is difficult and then multiply that times two. Like for real, we've talked about it. There's like black holes in my memory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because it, it was just so crazy. But I, I think, I think as the years went on, like undoubtedly that desire in both of us grew Mm -hmm. and it started to change i I would say our perspective started to change from when this thing happens like in the future this ambiguous thing to oh we got to make this thing happen Mm -hmm. like we've got to put our hand yes to the plow we have to do some we have to do some planting we gotta we have to plant some seeds and petitioning the lord for and position petitioning the lord for opportunities and we over i think it was i think the big shift happened it was whenever we left the job at at gateway and whenever we left working there to go freelance and it was like look we have total independence from the standpoint of it's just us. So this is literally like it's the ball is all in our court. It's not about if I get this promotion and now, hey, we can afford to get this house or if what the circumstances were no longer like on anybody else. else. Yeah. It was just on us. to If this is something that we want, then we're going to have to figure out how to make it happen mm-hmm. and submit it all to the Lord. And yeah. 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 So that journey has been and right around that time too just god and his kindness and his timing that's really when for me i i the lord was shifting my mindset and i think it had to do with leaving the comfortable job and going strong in total faith and saying lord our business is yours we have these goals and desires and dreams and we want to actively partner with you and make these things that you've put on our heart happen And so we knew a house was part of that. We started finding scriptures 
anytime I would see a verse in scripture that was anything about acquiring land or having homes or anything like that, I would be quick to write it down and trust. And it's crazy. I feel like people overcomplicate it sometimes when they're believing for something. Like it's literally using the word of God as the tool that it is because that will shift your mindset. Yeah. So like for me, who somebody who believed the opposite of what was the truth was I didn't deserve a house. I wasn't worthy of a house. Then when you find in scripture, actually the opposite, like where in Deuteronomy 6, it says the Lord your God will bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large prosperous cities that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery. That's just one scripture. If you go to Deuteronomy 11, where it talks about the land and the homes the Lord is giving you. And so I really had to start filling my mind with the truth. And then I realized, wow, God. land and property is really important to you. So help it become important to me. Mm -hmm. And just getting the word, when we get the word in our spirit about anything, but specifically about a home. Mm -hmm. Let me say real quick too, before you jump into that, I think it's important, like even what you did right there, (laughs) even what you did right there is important from the standpoint of people realizing, like a lot of people will read that in the Old Testament and think like that that is the story like and disassociate themselves mm-hmm. from that god from the god of abraham of jacob and disassociate themselves and go this is just the story of that what god did there he is the same there that he is today the promises that he had then for his people he has now for his people and i think it's important and you were getting on it earlier but it's important to read this word and realize that that this is a gift for all for us until he returns. Mm-hmm. These are his words, his promises for his people. And so as we've read and sought out and all of those things, we didn't just we, we didn't just read it like it was a story. We read it like it was a letter for us. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's all that I was going to no, say. No, it's good. That's true. And we have, yeah, we have all of it at our disposal. And we are now in covenant with God, just like Abraham was in covenant with God. So when it talks about when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those are my ancestors. And so that vow that he made to them stands with me um, and our family. And so when we live in covenant with God. And so it was just literally as simple as that was step one for us taking the word of God for the truth that it is and starting to build our faith on it. Mm -hmm. Some people build their faith on rocky foundations. It's not a solid foundation. They build their faith on the dreams. Let's write the dream down, which is scriptural. Write the vision down. But that's not the only thing you do. Some people build their faith on their finances. Oh, I'm getting this amount of money in so this can serve as a down payment or whatever. But if it's not truly and solely on the word of God first, then everything else will fall. Like it won't work. Mm -hmm. That's true. And so that's what we had to learn to do. And we did. 
and yeah. we continue to do about every situation in life. <laughs> I'd say too, on the flip side, like with going off on our own and becoming independent, like we said before, like it left it up to us sort of thing to go after. And this seems like a super simple thing, but going back in Proverbs 20, one of my recent favorite verses is if you're too lazy to plant a seed, it's too bad when you have no harvest on which to feed. Like this idea of like before, before we went out on our own, like it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was laziness for me as much as it was we didn't make a plan for it. If you want something enough, you're going to make it happen, right? Like you're going to do what you need to do in order to make it happen. And so I think that was a big mentality shift for us. Now, practically speaking, we, I remember hitting up a lender like in year one to see if that was possible to make happen this, that, and the other. It wasn't at the time for us from a financial situation. So we waited another year to prepare and get ready and all of that sort of stuff that next year was a difficult year for us. That year around that time is whenever we found out about Katie's dad that was battling cancer and then later on went on to be with the Lord. Later on in the year, I got in a pretty terrible accident. Three months later yeah. after my dad. Oh, and then before oh, wait, that, we had, we had, had a baby. <laughs> and so my dad died in April. We had Noah in May. Jonathan's accident was August. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it was a crazy window of time where we would have been spending that time buying a house that we were like, this is one less thing that we need to stress about and we need to just wait. And we did that from the standpoint of, Lord, we're going to, this is something that we want. By that point, it was like, no, we need a house. <laughs> and by that point, it was like, it, we're going to lay that down in order to process this year and be together and continue to prepare and wait on the Lord for his faithfulness sort of thing. I remember some of those years and it's so easy to start complaining. Like I remember some of those years, like when we really got into the groove of, okay, I have my scriptures. I have the word we're standing on. We're believing God for above and beyond dreams that we could even ask, think, or imagine. And I remember some of those times where discouragement, if I let it, it would set in. We're still not in a house. Oh my gosh, we're planning to move to another rental. And it, I had to, and sometimes my husband had to help keep me in check or even close friends had to help keep me in check and remind me of the promise because it's very easy when you're waiting on the Lord to allow discouragement or complaining to set in when you don't see it on your timeline. Yeah. And that's just a waste of emotion. If I took all of that and just didn't deal with all of that emotion and then and just trusted the Lord regardless. Like it would have just been so much less stress mm -hmm. than I allowed myself to feel. So anyway. So that leads us to this year. The year of the supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We, man, this year has been incredible so far. And it's not even over, which is amazing. Praise the Lord. Obviously last year was... Uh, madness in the world in general but i think we came into this year with high hopes and um, we knew our lease was up in our rental home that we absolutely loved that rental home was a gift from god <laughs> on yeah. so many levels but we knew our lease was up and we knew that we wanted to we knew just there was something was deep time. yeah something deep in our spirits where we were just like it is the time how are we going to make this happen we don't, we don't know. <laughs> um, because we had 
several years to prepare and everything, there was still a level of it that was like, we were going to need the Lord to come through. We we were no longer at a position where we could jump into $200,000 like starter home. Yeah, we bypassed like the starter home. So that's a big thing too, is God will give you what your level, like what you have faith for. And it it was apparent really quick once we had twins, really. So our twins are going to turn eight this fall. But once we had twins, it was like we knew we could no longer really go into a starter home that we needed. We needed at least a four bedroom home for our first house. So there wasn't this like, oh, we'll just go into this inexpensive home and then we'll make it work. Yeah, and make it work. It was like, no. God, it was clear that we needed to build our faith for a big house that fit our family and fit working from home. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. We believed for that. We set our hearts and our attention and our gaze toward that. So in doing so, at the beginning of the year, we did what we always do, which is we set aside a time for fasting and praying to gain vision for the year and what it is that the Lord wants to do. And in doing that, he also threw some oddballs our way, (laughs) for me specifically, that was going to make the buying a house portion seemingly more difficult. We knew that what the Lord was speaking and we knew what he had promised for us. And we felt that this was the year, this was the time, the plan, the way, the how, the, all of those things were still unclear, but we were not going to be easily shaken because we knew that it, it was the Lord for this time. We reached out to a friend of ours, a pastor that is also a realtor. And we said, Hey, we want to go into this process, do all of this stuff. And he was excited for us and ready to jump in and get after it. He's very much a go-getter personality and yeah, was he, on our side yes, from the get-go. Yes, yeah. And so he, even him alone, aside from later on in the story, was a godsend. Yeah. Who he is. He's just an awesome man of integrity and is just a baller. And so anyhow, we essentially started... That was at the end of 2020. We had this conversation with him and we were just like, we're going to need help. And he was like, yeah, okay, yes, we're going to do this. And that was it. But we didn't know from there, like what, how that was going to unfold, how much money we needed, the way our lifestyle in our business, if you own a business, you can relate. It's not a get paid on the first and the 15th type of situation in our field. It's Sometimes you get paid five times in a month. Sometimes you get paid once. It's just very... It's not consistent yeah. in that way. Yeah. And so we just needed to know how to plan financially and all this stuff. So many unanswered questions, but we knew we needed to take a step and move forward and believe for this thing. We were a couple of weeks into January and we I was working on a project and a, a friend on that project pulled me to the side and he basically told me, he said, I feel like the Lord is telling me to cover the down payment of your house. And I was like, I didn't even know what to say. Like I stood there looking at him and I'm pretty sure my face was blank. And I was like, oh, dude, are you serious? And he was, yes. I feel like that's what the Lord's telling me and I'm going to take care of it. And don't worry about anything. 
we're gonna get it taken care of and i was like i didn't know what to say <laughs> so i was like okay dude thanks so much that means the world to us thank you and that was it and i walked away and got back like on the project we were setting up for the shoot and got back to the shoot then i remember calling katie after and i was like hey so after the shoot was done i was like hey so this thing happened it was an answered prayer it was one of those times when the lord just so makes himself so obvious and comes through and when you say that I have to rewind because the year before in 2020, when everything was unsure, everything didn't make sense, we felt like there were a couple times in the year in 2020 to give seed offerings. And that's like kind of an old school Christian term, but it's true. And they are, there's so much spiritual significance and they and it goes actually, back to the scripture. yeah, it goes back to the scripture, but we felt intentionally we have to take money and seed it into two different families of ours friend that our friends were moving and we wanted to seed a, a good chunk of money into each of them to tell the lord and we did we gave it in obedience to the lord but we also said god we are giving this in faith believing that you have a house for us yeah. And also saying to the Lord and to ourselves, this money is not ours. What is ours is yours entirely. Yeah. You do with it as you want to do with it. Yeah. May all of what we have never be ours and only yours. Yes. Like what it would have made sense to keep that money in savings and just keep on saving for the house we knew we wanted to be in the following year. But we didn't because we felt this little nudge and we gave it and in one conversation, the Lord multiplied that gift by times a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how God works. That is how God works. And so we can't allow money. We can't allow anything, but specifically money to dictate. Yeah. yeah. It because God's God functions in the heavenly and the eternal realm. And so in kingdom and where he multiplies things a hundredfold, tenfold, whatever it is. But sometimes it's just this act of faith, this step, this, this obedient, this offering, this gift to the Lord to remind yourselves and to tell the Lord, like you just said, this is not ours. And we believe that you are going to do something supernatural on our behalf. So we're giving this away, believing you're going to multiply it. Yeah. And so just specific prayers bring specific answers. But yeah. basically that's So that thing. was huge for us. So post that conversation, everything just started moving forward. Totally falling into place. Everything started moving forward and we got to the point we got pre-approved and with everything in mind it was like or with everything on the table now between the help with the down payment and the Lord's faithfulness in general in running our own business and do and leading us to where we are. We were able to sit down with the lender and get pre-approved for more than enough money to get past that first starter home and get into the home that that we needed to be in. So we started the home buying or the home buying process from the standpoint of getting pre-approved and we started looking for houses. The home buying market in 
2021 has been insanity for the first part. I heard it's changing now, but like in it, it was in the prime of people making offers for thousands of dollars over asking price Mm -hmm. where people were just overpaying because they needed to buy a house. Mm -hmm. So that's when we were looking Looking for a house, house. but it, it was like, God, man, God is so good. We literally looked at, we went to go look at less than 10 houses for sure. Like between five and 10, I I think it's like seven. And over the course of just a couple of days and we found this house that we walked in and from the moment I walked in, I immediately saw our family in this house. Like I was like, yes, this makes sense. I love it. I see us here. This is more than enough space. This is amazing. And so it wasn't too long after that that you felt the same way. And so we told our amazing realtor, yes, we want to put an offer. We have no idea what that offer needs to look like. So we're trusting your expertise here. And he was like, okay, yeah, we're going to offer asking. We're going to ask for help in the closing and that's it. And we're going to make it simple and we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so he put in the offer and we heard back pretty, it was pretty quickly. It's like within a day, it, like within 24 hours, he put in the offer and then he called us to tell us the next day that the offer was accepted. <laughs> yeah. So in this crazy market, we got the house at asking price with an additional, they were going to cover of thousands money. of dollars in closing costs. <clears throat> and so we went from at the beginning of the year, not knowing how this was going to happen to the Lord essentially saying on his own, I got this. It's, we're just so thankful. 10 years is a long time. 13 years. 13 years years is a long time. And there are people and even friends that I know that have stories of waiting for even longer for whether it be children or a promise that the Lord had made to them. And I would just say to be encouraged that the Lord is faithful. Mm -hmm. His word does not return void. And whatever that may look like for you, if you're looking for a house, if you're wanting to have a baby, if you're um, waiting on the Lord to make a decision about the destiny of your life and what it is that your heart desires to unfold, I would say just continue to wait on the Lord. Going back to Proverbs 20 and verse 24, it says, it is the Lord who directs your life for each step you take is ordained by God. To bring you closer to your destiny. Wait on the Lord, but wait proactively. We don't just sit around and say, I'm just waiting on God. And then nothing ever happened. Like you need to partner with scripture. What does the scripture say? Confess the word, believe the word. And it doesn't have to be this like religious ritual. It's like anytime you're reading the Bible or you can even Google scriptures Mm -hmm. about land. Like it's not hard. But being in this house is like the beginning of way more land, way more homes, way more property. Like we got dreams, but just reading the scripture and making the decision in your heart, it's like a light switch, like an activation of faith where you say, Lord, I'm believing this for, I'm believing this for me, for my family, and I'm putting it into practice. And so use the scripture for the tool that it is, but also give If you're believing for something specific, if you're believing for a child, then buy somebody a gift 
that's having a baby. That is where the Lord comes in and opens up the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing on you that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. when you do stuff like that. Yeah. The other thing that I'd say too, when you said waiting on the Lord, be proactive. Waiting on the Lord is not equal to like laziness and slothfulness. Like so many times in the word, it talks about sowing and reaping. And there is this time between sowing and reaping where something is still happening. Something is still growing. Something unseen under the ground is something is being watered. Something is taking root. Something is growing before it sees the light of day. And so waiting does not equal you do nothing or you go on in your life in another area. It simply means what is unseen must continue to happen. That that there is this growing that must continue to happen even though it's unseen. So, yeah. We can go on and on and just be here all day talking about this, but my husband has to go mow the lawn in the 100 degree weather on our in our house because oh he loves to do yard work. <laughs> In the afternoon, <laughs> in the middle of the day. Because you got to work the land in the house that God has given you. Because we have to be good stewards of what the Lord's given us, right? I love that you say steward, but it's really steward. Steward. Steward? Did I say steward? You say steward quite a bit. Oh. And I think it's cute. But we just pray that this encouraged you today that you can walk away from listening to this podcast with some steps and things that are inspiring you to dream for your home or the big things that that God has put in your heart. He has put them in your heart for a reason because mm-hmm. he wants to see them happen. He didn't put them on in your heart to tease you. He is a good God who extravagantly gives good gifts to his kids. And so as we put the word of God into practice, we need to trust him. And it says in Mark eleven twenty four, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us this week. We are still trying to figure out what is happening with our Instagram account. And so... Uh, I don't have high hopes for our Instagram yeah, account at the minute. We may have to re-find, figure out something else. But if you do want to keep up with what's happening with us, you can follow us at John Mendo or at Katie Mendo. On Instagram. On Instagram. Or at themendos.com. Yeah. Thanks again. And we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs> Adios. The flippity flip is out of this. <laughs> you say flippity flop. Flop-ity-flop. On the flippity flip. <laughs>